Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we're going to be talking about one of those things that most of us probably maybe even all of us, hate. And that's referrals. But we have been taught since we were toddlers in doing business that we had to absolutely positively every time ask for referrals. And so that's why I'm so excited about my guest today, because she's going to show us a different way to do this. So please join me in welcoming Stacey Brown Randall to our program. Welcome, Stacey. Thank you so much, Deb. I'm excited to be here. You know, I love this. I loved reading your information on your website and, you know, seeing about this because referrals really are a bugaboo, um, you know, and, but we have <laughs> always been taught that's how you get new business. You have to ask for referrals, right? You know, like when we were two years old, you know, um, but but before we, we really uh, jump in, let me tell people just a little bit more about you. So Stacy Brown Randall has one focus in life to help others avoid business failure. She knows because she's been there, done that and has that T-shirt. What Stacy learned when her first business failed and through years of researching successful businesses is now what is making all the difference with her current business's success. And she is sharing all of her secrets. Stacy's online programs and live coaching provide a blueprint to follow to take control of your referrals, your client experience, and your business. Stacy is a contrarian when it comes to typical referral advice and believes the best way to unleash a referral explosion is to do it without asking for referrals. Stacy has worked with companies such as Bank of America, Carroll Finance, International Minute Press, Dogtopia, Real Living Real Estate, Wells Fargo Advisors, Malazzo Web Law Firm, FlexPay, Collier & Associates Real Estate, HM Properties, Ameriprise, SunTrust, Professional Planning Group, Carolina Business Coach, <gasps> Ferris Cook CPA, Mass Mutual Carolinas, and many more. Obviously, a variety of different industries, which is so cool with the process that she has. Stacy is a three-time entrepreneur. She is the author of Generating Business Referrals Without Asking, which will come out later on this fall. She is a certified productivity and time efficiency coach and has a background in sales and marketing. Stacy received her master's in organizational communication and is married with three kids, a nine-year-old son, a seven-year-old daughter, and she and her husband now have the privilege of raising their 10-year-old nephew. Holy schmoly, Stacy! welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to spend some time with your audience today. Well, you know, and as I mentioned, I think we have all been told and, uh, you know, that, that the, the best way that we can get business is by referrals. And, you know, and, and we're, we're not saying not to do that. I want to make that clear. But what we're going to show is a different way to do it. 
But, you know, we really have been told, well, you have to ask for referrals. You have to ask for, you go to those clients and you ask for referrals. And we see it all the time, like on Facebook. Please refer my friends. Or please, friends, refer to my business. Well, 99% of those people have absolutely no idea what you do. So why would they refer to you? Um, you know, or we put it on our subject line of our emails. <laughs> you know, I love those. You know, the, the satisfied client is the best referral. And they look at that and they go, uh-huh. <laughs> and even if they would provide a referral, I mean, that's just, there's no direction. There's no nothing. So, you know, how is it that you decided that we need to get out of this rut of, you know, you absolutely positively have to ask for referrals every single time we turn around? So, you know, what's interesting is when I had my first business that failed. And then I took a breather, had to go back to corporate America and came out of that with a second business. Mm -hmm. And it was a productivity and business coaching practice. And I knew I had to figure out how to make this business be successful because I could not go back to corporate America again. And I could not have another business fail. What I looked at was how I was touching business development every day and how was I generating my clients. Mm -hmm. And I did the old, what I like to call the old fashioned methods, right? I mean, a lot of networking, speaking for free. And some of those are still, I mean, they're good, right? They're just the old fashioned ways, you know, and I'm not one to cold call or cold email. And I'm, you know, I never really had the budget as a small business owner to direct mail and, Mm -hmm. you know, go to a bunch of conferences and have trade shows and sponsorships and things Mm -hmm. like that. So the truth is, is I worked entirely too hard for every client my first business did land. Mm -hmm. And what I realized is is I wasn't tapping into referrals. And I thought, well, I just missed the boat. So Mm -hmm. I started paying attention to referrals. And then I was like, oh, well, now I know why nobody wants to go after getting them. Because all the advice out there is I have to ask. And I am one to believe that if a large majority of people don't like or want to do something, Mm -hmm. there's actually nothing wrong with them. Right. A lot of times people will tell you, you know, especially with referrals, well, Deb, if you won't ask, well, then that's just your head trash mm-hmm. and you've got to clear that out and move past it and be okay with it. That language, that training, that advice never sits well with me. I right. do think we have to get out of our comfort zone. I do think we have to be willing to be brave and do things that scare us. But fundamentally, when it comes to this whole idea of asking, And most people don't want to do it. And it's not because it makes them uncomfortable. Most of the time it does. Yes. Mm -hmm. But it also they know it makes the person they're asking uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And when I cued in on that piece, this isn't about me. This is about what we're doing to the person sitting across the table from us. Right. right? And and how we're concerned about how it messes up or could damage that relationship. That's when I realized, you know what? All these people who refuse to ask can't be wrong. But Mm -hmm. why does that mean we don't get referrals then? There's got to be a way. Mm -hmm to figure out how to generate referrals without asking. And that's the code I set out to crack. Is there a way to make it happen? Mm-hmm. And I used my own business, my co- my um, coaching practice as a guinea pig to figure it out. And when I did, then my client started saying, um, wait, pause, hold on. How are you growing so fast? What What's going on? Your business is exploding. And then I started teaching my clients. And then now, of course, that's what I do. I teach people, yes, you can have referrals in your business that you don't ask for. And it can create a sustainable way of bringing in clients. You just have to know what to do. And it's not asking. But there are there is other work involved. Right. And and that's the key is there uh, is other work involved. And I think that's sometimes where people 
get lazy. I mean, you know, let's let's just be honest about it. I mean, that's why we put it in the email, you know, in, the, in you know, under our signature line. You know, the best referrals come from us. Yeah. Um, you know, or we post about it on Facebook or, you know, we even might put it on our website as, as text or, you know, in, in our emails that we, you know, uh, say we do an e-newsletter. We, we put in there, do you have someone you'd like to refer me to? Well, that makes it hard, if not impossible, on that person giving that referral because, you know, they, they really don't know. I mean, you know, it, it's just so generic. I tell people it's like, you know, if you're contacting somebody on LinkedIn and saying, hey, can you give me a recommendation? And that's all you say. Then you get back, Stacy was a good person to work with. And that's it. But if you're specific and you guide them through the process and you help them, then you're going to get a better result. So it's like you said, it takes work. So walk us through this process. Yeah, and I love how you brought up, too, that people look for the easy way. Mm -hmm. And I think that most would say putting it in the signature of your email is the easy way and looking for that latest and greatest tool or app or website that's going to generate referrals for me or make this process easy on me. So I think by nature, unfortunately, as humans, we go looking for the easy way, right? And there it's not hard to generate referrals, but it's also zero work. I mean, there is more than zero work, right? Mm -hmm. And so one, I think people go looking for the easy way because they're trying to find a way around having to ask. And Mm -hmm. I tell folks, if you can get to the heart and the human dynamic and the psychology behind why a referral happens, then understanding the steps. So when I teach it as a five-step process, Mm -hmm. the five steps that you need to follow to generate referrals make a whole lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to kind of just start with explaining what a referral really is right. and what it's not. Right. Okay. Because I think that people have diluted the definition of a referral by using it interchangeably with sales terms and sales lingo mm-hmm. that really dilute its power because we're not describing the same thing. Right. And so I hear people say, you know, I just got um, a referral by introduction or I just got a word of mouth referral or I just got this great referral and it turns out to be a warm lead. Mm -hmm. So what we have to understand is warm lead, introduction, word of mouth buzz, and referral are four different terms with different definitions. Mm -hmm. And they look different. What a referral has that the other three are missing, either one or both parts, is that a referral has a personal connection is made. Mm -hmm. So between you and the referral source, and the person they're referring to you, right? Mm-hmm. That connection is made. And two, the referral source has already identified the need and the prospect mm-hmm. that they have this problem. They right. have this pain and they need you to solve it or fix it. Mm-hmm. And so the need has been identified. So the prospect shows up already knowing why they're being connected to you mm-hmm. because they have had a conversation with their with the referral source, the person they trust that says, I got this issue. Oh, Deb can totally solve it for you. Mm-hmm. Well, let me connect you guys. Right. And so when either of those two pieces are missing, you don't have a referral. You either have word of mouth buzz or introduction or a warm lead. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to understand why do those two two components have to be there? Well, because the true definition of a referral and why a referral happens is has nothing to do with you. Right. The reason why I refer someone to you, Deb, actually doesn't have anything to do with you. What it has. to I know. Right. Sugar. Sugar. (laughs) The truth is, though, I'd never refer you if you did crappy work, right? right? You are or, obviously referable. Right. Or even average. Right? I mean, you know, eh. Right. Now, and true, but when I'm putting my reputation on the line for somebody, I would like a little bit better than average. Mm-hmm. 
Right. And so but you can get the job done. Right. That's my that's my assumption. But it's not about you. What a referral is about is this person that I know Mm -hmm. that has asked for help. Mm -hmm. And as humans, we are built and designed for that part of our human dynamic to be triggered when somebody asks for help. Right. It's like the most powerful word in the English language. Help. Mm -hmm. Help me. We want to help. No, not everybody, because some people, you know, they are nice. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah, but, it's sync. <laughs> right. So, but most of the time when someone says, oh, I got this problem, if we can help, we want to. Mm-hmm. And so we will go out of our way to say, I know who can help solve the problem. The fact that you are then the receiver of this referral, of this potential new client, of this prospect, it's just bonus for you. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do it for you. I did it for this person that has a need. Mm-hmm. I identified their need and then I made the connection to you. And that is what makes a referral so powerful because a referral, when you think about it in sales terms, is, right, they are less price sensitive because your value has been established by the trust they have in the person who said, Deb can solve your problem, Stacy can solve your problem, right? Mm-hmm. And... Right? They are quicker to close because they already know they have a problem to solve and now they just want to solve it. Mm-hmm. And so by definition, why we want referrals is because they are like the, the golden egg right, of new clients mm-hmm. because they show up saying, please take my money. Right. Please make this problem go away. And all you have to decide is, are you the right fit? Mm-hmm. And can you do the work? Right. And can you solve the problem? So I think it's important to start from. The reason why we have to be crystal clear on understanding what a referral is mm-hmm. is because when it shows up, I, I want you to know what it is because everything changes in terms of then how you get to deal with that referral. And at the same time, I want to make sure that you're not assuming something else that you think is a referral isn't because then it dilutes what we believe a referral to be. Right. Well, and it changes your response. You know, if if it is a true referral by your definition, then they're, you know, as you mentioned, they're kind of pre-qualified. And so me as the, the, the vendor, you know, to, to just use kind of the, the easier term on that, I want to please both of those people. You know, I don't want to annoy the person who did the referring by ignoring it or, or, you know, not coming through or at least, you know, not even attempting it. So I want to keep them happy because hello, hopefully they'll do another referral. But, you know, then, then you also want to please the person who is being referred. So, you know, as opposed to just, Hey, you know, you should contact Stacy sometimes. She's really good. Then you're like, okay, well, I might follow up with them. I might not, you know, all those various things that it, it, it is that. It's elevated in status as to how you need to deal with those people. Absolutely. Because what you just described as, oh, my gosh, call Stacey. She's, she's amazing. That's word of mouth buzz. Right. Because you never connected us. You mm-hmm. Someone told you they had a need and you said, oh, my God, call Stacy. Mm-hmm. Right. That's just word of mouth buzz. Mm-hmm. But it's you got to make the connection point for it to be a referral, because then at that point. Right. All, it's almost like alerting all parties involved. Mm hmm that somebody needs some help and you're the person who needs to help it. And to your point, you better take really good care of them. Right. Yeah. And because you don't want to annoy both of those people, um, you know, and, and because, yeah, I mean, you want to, now it might be that it's, it's not going to work, but that's okay. You know, you still need to have gone through that process of connecting, thanking, hello, thank those people. Um, you know, and, you know, and, and so going through that process of making sure that everyone is, is satisfied. Right. Absolutely. So, I mean, how you take care of when a referral is received is really, really important. Mm-hmm. 
to the overall longevity of receiving referrals and actually how you think for that referral received is step two in that five-step process that Mm -hmm. I teach my clients about, listen, there's just some things you need to know and here's the steps that they go in of what you need to do if you want to generate referrals and be able to do that without asking. Mm -hmm. So now here's that trick. and We've said that several times. It's the without asking. So how do you get people to refer you without doing the, hey, you know, please tell all your friends about me. (laughs) Or the worst is the sliding of a blank piece of paper across the table and saying, can you write down all the people who are like you who need to be doing business with me? Or the new one, Mm -hmm. the new way is, of course, bringing you your copy of your LinkedIn contacts and asking you who on your LinkedIn contacts needs Mm -hmm. to know me. Yep. I've I've had that happen. I absolutely hate that. Yes. When they have gone through my contacts and I I have that feature open. I mean, you know, you can hide that. That is is a a thing that you can do in in LinkedIn. But yeah, I have had people that have said, I have gone through your list of LinkedIn contacts. I want you to refer me to Betty, Bob and Sue. And usually I don't even really know Betty, Bob and Sue. You know, so I'm True. really comfortable contacting them and saying, oh, my gosh, you need to, to contact Stacy. But I also more than likely have not worked with the person that I'm referring to. So even if I were to say, hey, you need to work with this person, it's going to be such a generic wishy-washy that it means nothing. Right. And so and here's the key piece. So one of the reasons why I tell people there's a multitude of reasons why I tell people not to ask, but you just hit on one that I think some people overlook. And this whole idea of the advice of asking for a referral, ask your clients. Okay. We get that piece, right? Mm-hmm. Ask the people in your network, ask your prospects who decide not to hire you for referrals. Ask every time you're at a networking event, ask mm-hmm. every person you can meet, right? The truth is, is when we ask people that don't really know us, we are asking them to do work for us and right. it's work. They're not quite sure they're wanting to put the reputation on mm-hmm. because they don't know us. Mm-hmm. So it's one thing I still am against asking your clients, but it's one thing to ask your clients who know the work that you do, which I'm against. But it is one thing that is a little bit better, I would say. And then asking the person at a networking event or asking the person that you're meeting for coffee or asking the prospect who decides not to work with you, who else do you know who may want to work with me? Mm-hmm. Right. The truth is, is that at that moment that I've asked you, I have manufactured something in this relationship that does not exist. And right. I have attempted to artificially create a need in people that you may know that may need what I do, mm-hmm. which means I'm now asking you to do work for me. Mm-hmm. Hey. And the last time I checked, we have enough of our own work. Mm-hmm. I don't need your work, too. Right, right. You know, and it's putting our own personal reputation on the line. Um, yes. You know, the last time I had this happen, it really was not all that long ago where the person had gone through my LinkedIn contacts. And, and she seemed absolutely delightful. But, I, you know, I knew her no longer than a 20-minute coffee. You know, I had never worked with her, you know, any of those various things. And, you know, and, and it was, who can you tell me that I should be contacting? You know, and, and then she said, and I've gone through your LinkedIn thing, you know, so she kind of had this double whammy at me. And I'm thinking, <laughs> there's no way I'm going to ever refer her to somebody. First of all, it just made me so incredibly uncomfortable that it was not going to matter if I thought she was the greatest thing in the world. It, it made me so uncomfortable. I knew that would carry forward. But more importantly, you know, I looked at that and I thought, well, I've never worked with you. So if I tell people, hey, you know, you should work with Sue, you know, and they come back and they say, well, oh, my gosh, we contacted her and she was horrible. Then that's my reputation that that just took a hit. So, you know, it's, it's just it's one of those things where, yeah, we still have to to I mean, referrals are there, 
but they're a delicate creature that has to be nurtured is maybe you know a way to put it. Yeah, because the reality of it is referrals only come from relationships. Mm-hmm. And the relationships we have with people, particularly people who are referring us, our mm-hmm. referral sources, or could be referring us, are mm-hmm. soon to be referral sources, they are fragile. Right. Those relationships are fragile. And mm-hmm. it is our responsibility to nurture them and to protect them. And we don't nurture them and protect them when we show up with our handout saying, gimme, gimme, gimme. Mm-hmm. Who do you know? Who do you know? Who do you know? And so... If we if we know that referrals only come from relationships, I'm only going to refer you if I know you can do the job and I know someone who has a problem that you can solve. Right. That's the only that those two things have to exist for me to actually refer you. I got to trust you to do the job and I got to know somebody who needs the work you do. Right. So if referrals come from relationships, our job. Our ultimate responsibility is to nurture the relationships of our nurture the relationships we have with our referral sources or those that we want to be referral sources. Mm-hmm. And my five step program is built exactly on doing just that, mm-hmm. which means, though, and let me say this, that it is not a silver bullet. It is not a magic pill. There is work to be done mm-hmm. and you more than likely will not have results in an hour. It doesn't work like that. And I know as humans, we go looking for the easy way to do something Mm -hmm. fast fix and Mm -hmm. referrals are a long term game that can be a game changer. And I can share some stories, but can be a game changer to how you manage and run your business. But you've got to be willing to do a little work up front and then throughout as you're really cultivating and maintaining and strengthening those relationships from which those referrals will come. Right. You know, and, and you mentioned the fact that we do want the easy way. I mean, so that's why we put it on our email signature or whatever. And then, of course, what happens is we go, well, I never get anything from referrals. <laughs> well, that's because you weren't doing it right. Yes, absolutely. And the truth is, is that we also are, let's be honest, we're the type of people who will like try it once and then mm-hmm. assume that it's just not going to work for me. Right. Yeah. Done. Mm-mm. Never trying it again. Right. And that does, that's just not how life works. I don't know right. about you, but it took me a lot of tries before I got the whole bike riding thing to, down mm-hmm. yeah. when I was younger. Right? We, had, we had lots of skin, knees and maybe even a bump or two on our noggin before we actually figured out how to ride that bike. Right. Right. Exactly. So and that's and that's the truth. And that's what I tell folks. And most people, you know, and I will tell you this, when people go through my program, they'll come out on the other end and say, OK, first of all, this is like super simple mm-hmm. and its brilliance is in the fact that it's simple. But that doesn't mean it eliminates the need to do some work. And I always like to be really upfront with people, even when I you know, walk through the five steps with you right now, they're. The question is always, you know, is there work involved? And the answer is yes. And, you know, I believe that when you're willing to do this type of work, you'll want to do this type of work over any other networking, cold calling, pounding the pavement, Mm -hmm. right? Out there getting to know people, you'll be like, I would much rather have my referral generating plan chugging along for me versus all the other prospecting and sales type activities I could be doing. So it is trading one level of work for another. But let me tell you, the work of generating referrals is so much more fun. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and it's so important to note that, yes, we can go to those networking events. We can, you know, send people things on Facebook. We can download LinkedIn and add them to our database. Oh, my gosh. How many times a week does that happen? Um, you know, and, and all these various things, but, you know, and those people, you know, every once in a while, you might actually get a lead from it. Let's be honest. Yeah, that, that happens. Otherwise, yeah. those, those organizations wouldn't exist. But if somebody who I know, like, and trust tells me 
I really, you know, that, that knows that they have someone that they can refer me to to help solve a problem that I have. That is so much more important than if I've, you know, even if I've just seen that same person at 15 different networking events until a person that uh, that I know, like and trust, you know, or even just, you know, kind of vaguely is familiar with, you know, if they tell me you need to work with that person, it's a totally different level. And, you know, and, and tell me in a meaningful way, as opposed to the, you know, just, oh, my gosh, you need to contact Stacy because she can probably help type of thing. Right. And, and you hit the nail on the head, right? The number one thing that happens when a referral is given is trust is transferred. Mm hmm. And that's why it works. When someone tells you, oh my gosh, call t- Tim. He can, he can be, he will be able to help you. He knows exactly how to handle this. He's done it for me or he did it for three people that I know or whatever it is, right? The minute I say you should talk to Tim, you automatically trust Tim because the trust I have in Tim has been transferred mm-hmm. to you because you trust me. Right. Right. And that's a critical piece of how referrals work, which is why the relationship piece of generating referrals only come from re- relationships is because the trust factor has to have time to actually be established. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's funny because I think, you know, you mentioned several times that we're in a hurry. And so we kind of skip that developing that trust thing. And it comes through immediately, you know, back to, you know, the example on Facebook, you know, hey, friends, please refer me to anybody you might think could use my service. And so then, you know, they get that generic, hey, you know, work with Deb, she's kind of cool type of thing, then I ignore it. Because there wasn't, you know, that that level of trust wasn't there. And I knew that, in essence, they were just kind of forwarding the message on. You know, they really could have cared less, but they thought, ah, I'll be nice today and forward this on. Um, so it, it is that developing that relationship. Now, I wonder, do referrals, do they have to have actually worked with you or do they just need to know about you? Okay, excellent question. So I always tell folks there's two main places where we want to focus on generating referrals, and that is our clients, Mm -hmm. and then is a subset of our network that I would refer to as our centers of influence. Mm -hmm. And our centers of influence have never been clients, but they do know what we do, and they they have decided, whether because for a multitude of reasons, but for whatever reason, they've decided to trust what we do. Either they had a great connection with us and they trusted us, their gut said this is a good person, or they know people who've worked with you. Right. So they're the centers, centers of influence who they know what we do and trust what we do, but they don't do what we do. So obviously there's no competitive overlap and they happen to come across people who would need what we do. Mm-hmm. Those are the two areas you want to focus on. Now, can you generate a referral from a family member or a friend or someone that is not a center of influence, but is in your network who happens just to know who you are? Absolutely. But it's harder to cultivate those from a strategy and a planning perspective. So I let those just be gravy, right? The things that just come in that I'm not expecting. Mm -hmm. It's like one time I got referred to someone and I asked the lady how she heard about me. And um, she said, oh, it's this therapist. And I was like, what? Who? What? And so she kind of told me the name, never even heard the name of the therapist. Mm -hmm. Well, it turns out the therapist reached out to somebody and said, hey, I've got a client who has this problem and I'm looking for a coach who does that. Mm -hmm. Well, she reached out to her network. Someone in her network knew of me. (laughs) Right. 
So those things will happen, but mm-hmm. can you imagine attempting to make those things happen? Right. Like, I don't even know where I would start mm-hmm. to make those things happen in any level of volume. So I focused on what I can control. And what I can control are building relationships with my clients and with my centers of influence. So I have enough people out there who can refer me to generate the level of volume. And mm-hmm. what volume means to you may be entirely different to me, mm-hmm. right? I worked with a property and casualty insurance agent. Volume's a big deal. She, right. you know, when we started working together, her goal, and which is where she got in one quarter, which was amazing. Her ultimate goal is to generate, you know, closer to like 75 to 100 referrals in a quarter. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, after three months working through my program, she went from about, I don't know, 30 to 40 referrals in a quarter to over 80. Mm-hmm which got her very much in one quarter where she wanted to be. Now, she's 80 to 100 referrals or 75 to 100 referrals in a quarter. I'm that an entire year, mm-hmm. right, As when I was a business and productivity coach. So right. volume is entirely different. I worked with one attorney who's like, I just need 12. Like, can you just get me to 12? I'm only mm-hmm. getting like five or six right now. Right. And so volume means something different, which means the number of referral sources will look different as mm-hmm. well. But we're not talking about hundreds and hundreds of people you're trying to develop a relationship with and you've got to go have coffee with. I'm not saying that. There's a process that we follow that allows us to build relationships with people. That doesn't necessarily mean we've got to show up face to face for all those relationship building moments. But we do need to know what to do and what that outreach looks like so that they will actually remember us when the opportunity comes along for mm-hmm. them to refer us. And right. we just focus in on our clients and our, our centers of influence, knowing that those sporadic, oh, I didn't even know they knew me, referrals will happen. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about keeping in touch with that that you know base of, of both clients, former clients, um, and then your spheres of influence. You know, it's not the once a quarter emails or, you know, or it's great. Yeah. There's, there's somebody here that, that I work with and, I absolutely think the world of him, you know, I actually would refer to him. Um, never worked with him, uh, so maybe I shouldn't say refer. Um, I, I might send people to him there. We'll just kind of hedge on that. But he has one of these processes where you get an email from him every month. You get a phone call from him every quarter. And, you know, and again, I, you know, and it must work to some level because he's done this for, for quite a long time. But, you know, it also, I when I see his phone call coming, <clears throat> I, it goes into my voicemail. Um, <laughs> and more importantly, I can tell he's reading from a script. And, or, you know, when I get that email, it's that email that I know went to a thousand, ten thousand, however many people are in his database. There's no personalization. There's no, hi, how are you? How have you been? And, and, you know, and again, it comes back to we're busy people, but, when I know that I was just the person that he needed to contact to because it was Tuesday and the fourth day of the month, okay, then I don't care. Right. And so you hit on a very important piece that I think separates what I teach my clients and students versus what other programs teach. And other programs teach the keep in the keep in touch model. Right. They, the they teach method. the. Right. They send an email. Right. Don't let 30 days go by without them hearing from you. So call or email or drop by their office, which most people do the drop bys less and less because, you know, it's hard even sometimes to get into people's buildings nowadays. But or they're working from home and that's just weird. Mm -hmm. And so. Right. And so and and a lot of programs teach that a lot of programs teach the keep in touch mode or Mm -hmm. method. Keep top of mind. Right. Well, so, but see, here's the, there's a big difference between these two. There's a big difference between keeping in touch and staying top of mind. Right. And that's what I tell people they have to recognize. So in my program, I tell people we must transcend keeping in touch 
and we must make ourselves top of mind. Mm -hmm. But you don't make yourself top of mind by showing up in my voicemail or my inbox every 30 days. Mm -hmm. You stay top of mind with me when you can move from a level of consciousness to subconsciousness in terms of showing me that you care by being memorable and meaningful with outreach touch points, as I call them in the program, that are built and meant for me. Mm-hmm. Now, the truth is I may be doing that same touch point with multiple people, but you wouldn't know it. Right. Right. Because in the moment that I'm doing it for you, it's going to be personalized. Mm-hmm. The note that goes along with whatever it is, and I don't mean a gift. It does not have to be a gift. Sometimes they are, though. Mm-hmm. But the note that you receive is handwritten by me. That's why mm-hmm. I tell people there is work involved, people. Right. Mm-hmm. right? It, it will. It is personalized. It will feel personalized because it is. You can't fake this part of your business and of generating referrals. So we have to move way past keeping keeping in touch is that newsletter you send. It's that generic email I know has been copied and pasted a hundred times. Mm-hmm. And to your point, it's that phone call I get where you're reading the same script. Right. That's, that's keeping in touch. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I mean, we're not saying eliminate that. It should be part of your marketing plan, but separate also, from your referral yes, plan. Yes. You know, know that the vast majority of those will go unread and, and unlistened to. Yes. And so that's the reality. Like, so I tell every business owner, you need to have three plans. You've got your prospecting plan, Mm -hmm. right? That may be the networking you do or the cold calling you do, or it may be the one-on-one coffees you do, attending trade shows, sponsoring events, right? You've got your prospecting plan. And then you have your marketing plan. Your marketing plan could be the online things that you do, the publicity that you're after, the brand that you're attempting to build and be known and recognize a marketplace. Mm -hmm. And then you have your third plan, which is your referral plan. And the tactics that we do in each of those plans are different. And the mindset we bring to each of those three plans is different. Mm -hmm. So you have to, when you are in referral plan mode, you have to eliminate the thinking that you have when you're in prospecting or marketing mode because prospecting and marketing mode is looking to close sales. Referral mode is looking to generate relationships that will bring me sales or new clients mm-hmm. right? in due time. Right. And the reality is, is, you know, once you start on a referral plan and following it, right, that consistency will build and you will have it'll be better than your prospecting and maybe even your marketing plan. More so your prospecting plan. I think a company always has to have a marketing plan, but you can start to eliminate your prospecting things that you do in favor of ref- your referral plan as soon as it starts consistently producing results for you. Mm-hmm. Which means you've got to follow this plan, which means when my plan just involves calling you and emailing you, there's there's nothing personalized about that. There's nothing special about that. I'm not necessarily telling you that I care or that I'm thankful for you. Mm -hmm. Right. There's no human touch in that. And I'm not building a relationship. And remember, where do referrals come from? Relationships. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to spend some time truly building relationships. Right. For referrals to actually happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those prospecting things, it's it's funny to me when they go wrong. You know, when I get the email from somebody and it says, dear, first name here. <laughs> you know? or, and I'm like, right. oh, screwed that up, didn't they? Uh, you know, or, um, you know, dear blank, because I didn't put a name in, you know, and, and, and I now have an email address that is just for the things that I sign up for, partially to see you know, where that email goes. Are they going to sell it? Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, various things like that. But right. you know, I, I knew. And that's who, okay. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. You know, and I know people who totally make up an email address so that, you know, they call for, you know, Elmira, Elmira Higabotham. Well, there really is no Elmira Higabotham. But, you know, then, you know, oh, hey, that company that I signed up for, they, they've sold that. But again, you know, because we're just using that drip method that we have to communicate every month, we miss those, you know, dear first name here, you know, type of things because we really don't care. You know, it's just that, okay, this is the third Thursday of the month. And so I have to send this out or worse. It's totally automated, um, you know, and, and, and you send that out and, and, you know, there are times where you do have to automate things, you know, things like, you know, so I signed up online and, and got this great uh, resource from you. And so there was an automated response that thanked me. That's okay. You know, but that was, you also, you know, it was just that first little touch point. We had no relationship. I hadn't talked to you on this program yet. So it was okay for that little, you know, hey, thank you to, to come to me. Right. And the reality is, is that that is prospecting mode, right? right? So when you download a piece of content or you grab someone's business card in a networking event and your your intention is to sell them something, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that fundamental piece of how we run our business. And so the fact that you could download a piece of content or you can meet somebody and then there would be a follow up. And, you know, for the thing that you downloaded from my website, there's more emails that are coming that are going right. to explain to you who I am, explain mm-hmm. to you my philosophy. And I'll be honest, it will eventually lead to an ask to do business with me, yes. mm-hmm. right? But that's my prospecting method, mm-hmm. right? If you were a referral source of mine, right, you would get an entirely different experience. Mm-hmm. You could still get that sales experience, that prospecting experience, and you could still, you know, you're in my Facebook group, part of my marketing, right? Mm-hmm. But the truth is, is that when we have people who refer us, we put them through a different plan mm-hmm. that allows us to focus on building relationships with them because that number is smaller, mm-hmm. And the results are so much greater that it can take more of our time and our energy. It's okay if some of your prospecting and marketing things are automated, right, in that regard. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're going after volume. But referrals, the mindset is totally different. Mm -hmm. And so when when I explain to people, okay, what does it look like to truly think about having a referral plan. There's these five steps that I want you to go through that are going to create this referral plan. And, but I tell them, but stop thinking about prospecting, stop thinking about marketing, focus now on referrals. And so the sales mentality you may bring to this conversation has to be eliminated, which is why we don't ask for referrals and we don't sell or pitch when we're dealing with our referral sources and we're in referral generation mode Mm -hmm. because we have to, Treat that fragile relationship the exact way that it needs to be handled and it needs to be treated right. with kid gloves and with a level of personalization because that's what it is. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to refer to me because you got a couple emails from me. Right. It doesn't work that way. No. But once you get to know me, right, once you know that there's like maybe you, you have you know, worked with me, maybe that, you know, people who have worked with me, or maybe you just see everything that I do and you're like, wow, Stacy has got it going on. Mm-hmm. I know somebody who needs her help. Then a level of trust has been established and the referral can happen. But you would never just refer me to everybody, you know, because right. you received one or two emails from me. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So we just have to kind of separate our brain. And I think when people think about, OK, so what does this look like? Right. For me to generate these referrals, I always tell them, you know what? Step one and the five step process is, is first and foremost, knowing who are your referral sources. We mm-hmm. have to be able to identify our referral sources. And you know, that's actually module one in my online program. And the mm-hmm. very first step I do with my VIP students is that, you know, we have to know who's referring us now. And you know what? Some of us are going to realize we don't have that many. Right. Some of us will realize 
we don't, not only do we not have that many, we don't have any. Mm -hmm. And other of us will realize, wow, I really would have assumed these 10 people would have been on the list. And I was surprised that these seven were. Mm -hmm. And so we have to identify, step one is really identifying who refers you. Mm-hmm. Like, who are your referral sources? Because then when I talk about, okay, now we're going to execute on our referral plan. Now I've put names and faces mm-hmm. behind this whole idea of a, of a referral plan. When with sales and marketing, it's kind of like they're just prospects, right? right? They're just right. people out there in the world. They're faceless. But when it's a referral source, no, no, no. We are talking about people who you have a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Local, yeah. national or international doesn't matter referral sources get a different level of care because of what they do for you, which is, of course, send you referrals. Right. You know, and, and the, the sales and marketing part is, you know, when you fill out a form, well, where did you hear about us? And, you know, and, and you get all these check boxes and you might be able to actually put a person's name in there or not, but that's so generic, you really don't care. But that's, that is the sales and marketing. So then you're knowing, oh, okay, well, these people heard, you know, they, they saw my Facebook ad and that's where they came from. Um, you know, that's not a referral source, folks. Correct. So what's not? What's a referral source, mm-hmm. a referral source is a human. It's right. always a human. Yes. It is a first and last name. Yeah, it's right. Not. Unless you're like Madonna or Prince, right? right. Yeah. It yeah. is a human. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's really important. So when we know who our referral sources are, or for those people who are like, yeek, I don't have a lot of people on my list. Mm-hmm. It's knowing who you want to right. refer you. What I refer to as your soon to be referral sources. Mm-hmm. Once you have that list of people and, you know, I'm not going into all the details and intricacies of this program right. because it but, is complicated and, and, as you said, takes time, takes work. Yeah, it does take time to go through it. You know, the idea, though, behind it is, okay, so we know who our referral sources are. Mm-hmm. Step two is, and this is the one that people are like, throw away. Oh, yeah, I do that. And I'm like, oh, I bet you you don't. Mm-hmm. And that is having an immediate follow-up process, an immediate process to think when a referral is received. So an immediate referral received follow-up process, which means if you send an email or you send a text message or you call, you're missing the point right. of what I ultimately want you to do, which means I need you to have a process that you execute on almost like it is an automatic reaction. Mm-hmm. Referral received, thank you note written. Mm-hmm. Now, what I tell people is, and this comes up more in step four, the language that you use in that card is important for planting future referral seeds because right. you're never going to be able to ask and you're not going to ask on my plan. Mm-hmm. So we always are planting seeds, right? But in that in that immediate thank you card, here's what I tell folks. I know it takes you five minutes or three minutes to write the card, and I know you have to go scrounging for a stamp. I get it. But the truth is, is when I receive a thank you card from you, what it says to me more than an email, phone call or text message can say is I was valuable enough for you to take time Mm -hmm. out of your day to do this for me. And I was on your mind for that amount of time while you were writing that card, which meant I must mean something to you. Mm -hmm. And the really sad thing about life today is, is that sometimes that never happens for right, us. Right. You know, as you were saying that, I was thinking about, you know, I sent a wedding gift to someone and they had clear now I got a written thank you. So, I mean, you know, there was that bonus because frequently you send gifts and they're just gone and you're like, okay, I don't know if they got it or not. Right. But, you know, got the written thank you, but they had clearly done them in advance and then left space to just write in what it was that you gave them. 
because what we gave them didn't fit in their space. And, you know, and it was like, that's wow, awesome. that really meant a lot. You know, and, and, and I, I really was turned off because I thought, you know, I'm sorry. I would have, I would have preferred to have received nothing than to have received the fill in the blank. Thank you. Um, you know, and, and, and this is the same way with referrals. You know, if I get something saying, even if they hand wrote it, you know, Hey, Deb, thank you so much for the referral. You know, if there's ever anything I can do to help you in the future, let me know. And no, that's just as bad as cut and paste on, you know, sending an email to somebody. I knew that it really didn't matter to them in the slightest. So, you know, it's interesting. I think that most people would go looking for the easy way in this mm-hmm. in this regard. And so they would think, can I pre-write my referral mm-hmm. thank you cards? Now, I totally, you know, as being a bride myself, like, oh, my gosh, so many years ago. But I totally get why that bride right. did what they did. We uh-huh. totally understand it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make us feel any better. Right. But we totally recognize it. And we also know that that's probably the one time in their life where they're going to write that many thank you notes. Right. And right? like and I said, one at least small they did. Course of time. Yeah, and they did. But to your point, kind of missed the point, mm-hmm. right? But the reality is, is that you're not going to receive referrals like you are wedding guests, right? So you yeah, don't need you to have two, canned, hopefully, yeah. right? And you don't need, yeah, you're maybe, I mean, ideally I want you getting one or two a week, but that's mm-hmm. not writing 50 in a month, right? Mm-hmm. And so the reality of it is, is when you think about that, the language I want you to use is, is I want you to plant referral seeds in two ways. Mm-hmm. I first want you to thank me for the referral, and I want you to use the name of the person I referred to you. Right. So thank you, Deb, for referring Tim Thompson to me, right, last mm-hmm. week, three days ago, whatever, right? And then I want you to plant another seed by saying, you know, it's an honor or a privilege, whatever is the right language for you. It's an honor or a privilege to help the people that you know and care about. Mm -hmm. And then if you can say something personal, say something personal. But I do want you to end it with offering to help them. But that may look different depending on who the person is. Right. So you've got a former client. Were they a trusted associate? All those various things. Right. Is there something you want to ask? Hope Mm -hmm. all is going well with your daughter's wedding or whatever Mm -hmm. in that moment. Right. So, But but I do. the, The basic formula is to thank by name to then plant the seed for, you know, the whole idea of other people that you know and care about, and then to always end by making it about them, something about them. And typically people find that that's a way to, to offer to help. Like, what can I do for you? Right. right. Let's grab coffee like or, or something to that effect that kind of makes it about them. Mm-hmm. And what I find is, is that people miss the boat. They have all intentions of doing this and then they miss the boat and doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. And that is. Unfortunate, because if you can't thank me for one referral, why in the world would I ever give you more? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, right. And the thing that I want people to really notice in this process is you didn't say anything about give me another referral. You know, right. however you want to word that. I mean, you know, referrals are part of my business. No, that's not in there. You know, and, and, and get that through your head, folks. Don't, you know, that the seed that you're planting is not that. You know, because that comes across in many ways as being desperate and, and, we don't and, and authentic people who are desperate. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And and the, my, you know, it's so funny. I, I was um, just doing some work on Google one day and I just happened to type in like, oh, let's see what articles are new in the space of how we generate referrals. Right. Mm-hmm. And this one article came up and it was like 25 ways to ask for referrals without looking desperate. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, the fact that you even have it in the title, of course, right. asking for referrals looks desperate. And so now I'm going to give you 25 ways to overcome what is a reality. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, well, 
I mean, and I was like, this is intriguing. This is hilarious to me. It's like, so what is, what does this look like? And there's all these different ways around it or whatever. And at the end of the day, if you just followed a different process, right? If you just knew the, the steps to do, you'd never have to worry about asking. And you're right. The card doesn't say, can't wait for more referrals. Now, here's what I will tell you. As people send more and more referrals to you, you can't write the same card over and over again. And, you know, language that I give my students in the program is I always say, you know, from that perspective, we're looking at it and we're like, okay, when they've given you like the fourth or fifth one, then you can kind of get funny about it. Mm -hmm. You can be like, what are you, the rock star of all Mm -hmm. referrals, right? right? Like you can say things that are a little bit more, Mm -hmm. I hope this never stops, right? You Mm -hmm. don't say it after like one or two, Mm -hmm. but if someone gets in the habit of referring, have fun with it. It's being like, oh my gosh, it's me again. Can you believe this is the 15th card I've written you this mm-hmm. year? I'm loving writing these right. cards to you. I hope it never stops. Mm-hmm. But at that time, I'm still not saying, now send me a referral. Yeah. When's the next one coming? Right. <laughs> When's the next one coming? Because mm-hmm. that, here's the thing I always tell folks. You absolutely, fundamentally deserve referrals, mm-hmm. but you are not owed them. Right. And there is a difference. Mm-hmm. When you think you are owed them, you go asking for them. Mm-hmm. When you think you deserve them, you go developing relationships to put yourself in a position to receive them. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's just the difference that most people overlook. All right. So here we go. We've got the first two steps, right? We've mm-hmm. identified our referrals. We've only got 10 minutes left. Holy schmoly. We are going to go fast. I know. So we've identified our referral sources. We now have a thank you follow-up process for all referrals received. Mm -hmm. Then we have to figure out, okay, so then what are we going to do with our referral sources or those soon-to-be referral sources that will allow us to have outreach and touch points Mm -hmm. with those referral sources in between receiving referrals throughout the year that will allow us to be memorable and meaningful Mm -hmm. so that we can be top of mind. Right. Because we're not trying to keep in touch. We're mm-hmm. elevating past that. So it's the outreach. It's the touch points that we can do, right? And sometimes it's one-on-one time. Sometimes it's guests that you send. Sometimes it's just the random thank you card they're not expecting. There's lots of things that you can do. And I would say, you know, step three in my program is module three in my program. It's the one module that has two videos and lots of resources because this is the idea generation. It's what are the things you're going to do mm-hmm. that will allow you to be in front of, to be top of mind with, but to show impact through meaning, right? Being meaningful and memorable because what we do is all about them. So for instance, one year for my top referral sources, right? So one of the things I always recommend in the program is to recognize off guard holidays. Now you can recognize holidays too, but you can't make everything about holidays, mm-hmm. but you can recognize off guard holidays. So I happen to know because you know, your referral sources by name, you should know things about them that a large majority of my referral sources happen to also be parents. They are business owners, right? They are working professionals, but they're also parents. Mm-hmm. And so on Mother's Day, for my top referral sources a couple years ago, I sent a Wonder Woman water bottle. I love it. And it had a card on it that says, never forget you are a hero, right? Happy Mother's Day. Love, Stacy. Mm-hmm. When they removed the card, my logo and my name was no longer on that Wonder Woman water bottle right. for two very important reasons. One, right? Because when I put my logo on something, I'm making it about me. It's a sales tool. It is. And put it in your prospecting plan or your marketing plan. But Mm -hmm. logoed items have no place in your referral plan. Mm -hmm. So making it about them, right, that's the water bottle that I gave. And the Mm -hmm. other thing is, do you think that they're going to forget 
who right. gave them a Wonder Woman water bottle. It's not an mm-hmm. everyday gift, mm-hmm. right? And so the reality of it is, is it had meaning. Mm-hmm. I recognize, I see you, working parent, I, right? Working mom, I see you, right? And I made it, so that was the meaningful and memorable because it was something they would not have expected to mm-hmm. receive. And trust me, you will not hit a home run with every touch point you right. do, right? That's not possible, but there are the ones that we do that have great impact. Well, what I want to do and what we do in my program is we create the plan for an entire year of what those touch points will look like. And here's the best news. You don't have to do one every single month. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a concept I call memory runway. That means what I do at the top of the runway, it, it sticks in your memory longer, which means I get to do less touch points if I'm doing more at the top versus at the bottom. And if you can imagine what's at the bottom is email. Right. The more if you're going to have a plan full of email, well, first of all, I would tell you, no, it'll never work. But if you're going to have a plan of email where you're trying to be memorable and meaningful through email, it's going to be hard. But you got to do a bunch of it because I'm not seeing it and you're just more noise in my inbox. So, right. you know, the things that I do towards the top of the runway keep me in your memory longer, which means my referral source is able to move me to the subconscious. And they're just start thinking about me because I'm top of mind because they know I care mm-hmm. because I took time to show them that I cared. Right. And then step four goes is in conjunction with step three, which is the language that I use mm-hmm. in all those outreaches, those touch points, the cards or with the gifts or when we're meeting for coffee. It's the language that I use that allows me to plant referral seeds. So there's never any reason to ever ask. And I'm not saying every single time I'm hanging out with a referral source, I'm weaving in referral planting seeds. That would be like killjoy, right? It'd be right. overnight. That's yeah, a little creepy on occasion. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there are there are ways to weave that in so that you're planting the seed and sometimes it's really subtle and sometimes not as much subtle. Like thanking you and saying thank you for the referral too. Mm-hmm. Not very subtle, right? right? But it's still the right thing to mm-hmm. do. And so the language piece is step four. It's getting those referral planting seeds and understanding how to use that language. Right. And there's a lot of language that I help my students understand. And it's weaving it into not just the immediate follow up thank you process and not just the, you know, the outreach, the 12 month outreach plan we've put together. But it's also in other conversations that we have so that we can continue to plant the seeds. Mm -hmm. Right. And then step five is like, okay, now that we've got this plan built, what our referral sources will feel as we take them through this plan, this 12 month plan. What our referral sources will feel is an experience. It's called the referral experience. They're going to feel an experience from us. But what we need as business owners is a process. Mm-hmm. So step right. five is all about automating and, and systematizing or what mm-hmm. I like to call processitizing mm-hmm. what we just built into our business so that we can do what we need to do. Right. And, get, and make sure it gets done. But we're not overwhelmed by it and we don't forget to do it. So right. we systematize, we processitize and then we track and measure. And that is step five. Mm-hmm. Well, holy schmoly, we only have about <laughs> five minutes left. And, you know, and I've already said we're going to have you on again when your book comes out, because that's going to be so cool. Um, but you know, you've got tons of great resources between now and then that we want people to check out. And one is one that I downloaded earlier today called Seven Deadly Sins of Generating Referral. And it's this great little thing. And one of the things that I absolutely love in it is don't pay people for referrals. You know, it's like, okay, you know, uh, that's, that's kind of one of those skeevy little things, but you know, and, and, but it can be part of your marketing. So yes, there are affiliates, you know, there are finders fees, there are those various things, but a referral is so personal that if I found out that, you know, say you referred me to somebody, but you got 10% you know, of the contract, I'm like, really? Well, then maybe it didn't mean as much as it did. So, right. you know, it's okay to have affiliate programs and, and things like that, but 
don't pay for referrals. But that's just one of the, the that's just one of seven sins. Um, and so you're going to have a link on your website for some great free resources. Um, so tell people, first of all, how they find your website in general and then what that special URL will be. Absolutely. So my my website is growthbyreferrals.com. And if they just go, if your listeners just go to growthbyreferrals.com forward slash power hour, mm-hmm. they'll be able to find that same guide that you downloaded, the seven deadly sins of generating referrals. They'll be able to download that. They'll also find the link right there to my Facebook, my free Facebook group called Referrals Without Asking. Mm-hmm. And they can obviously join that group. There's lots of resources provided within that group as well. You can also find that group by going to growthbyreferrals.com you know, forward slash community, but Mm -hmm. there'll be a link on that page and there'll be a link to a quiz. And I really encourage all your listeners to take this quiz. It's called the Referral Ninja Quiz. It is nine simple questions that will help you understand what level are you at when Mm -hmm. it comes to your skills and your abilities to generate referrals. And so it's you're either going to be a Referral Ninja beginner, a Referral Ninja in training, or a Referral Ninja master. And if you are a master, welcome to my level. And the truth is, is it'll help you understand kind of where you are and where you need to go from there to be able to generate referrals better. And so all that will be available at growthbyreferrals.com forward slash power hour. Right. And, you know, take a look at the the rest of the site because um, Stacy has great blog posts, um, you know, all sorts of other resources. And then, of course, you know, and this we'll put the sales hat on here, the sales and marketing hat. You know, <laughs> you do work with clients. And so tell us just very briefly about that. Sure. So my online program is called it's growth by referrals. But if you want to go check it out, it only opens four times a year Mm -hmm. because when people join the program, I get a new group of students that enroll. I call them referral ninjas, a new group of students that enroll. I then walk them by the hand for five weeks after the program opens that helps them actually complete the program and get their referral generating plan put into action. Mm -hmm. And so there is some accountability that goes along. You're not just buying an online program and you never hear from me again. I'm with you for five weeks. Mm -hmm. And so you can go to, um, growthbyreferralssystem.com, growthbyreferralssystem.com, and learn all about the six-module online program. Sign up for the wait list so you can be notified the next time that it opens. Um, And remember, it's only four times a year, so you don't have to make the decision quickly, but it will close, and you'll have to wait for the next time, um, depending on when you're listening to this and, you know, when your folks are hearing it, whether or not it's open or not. And, you know, there's other programs that I have, but that's probably the main one I tell. And then if you're like, no, Stacey, I want you to sit with me and hold my hand over Zoom or right Mm -hmm. and actually build the plan with me. I do have a VIP option where I spend four hours with someone and we build out the referral generating plan and then they have access to me for a full year. Nice. And so that exists for those people who are interested. I would say just send me an email. You can go to the contact page on my website or just send me an email at Stacey at StaceyBRandall.com. And we can talk about the VIP option. Great. Well, you know, I can already tell you, and I, you know, shouldn't admit this publicly. I'm probably a ninja beginner. Um, <laughs> and, and that's because I've done it wrong. You know, uh, we'll, we'll just be point blank honest with that. I have not gone through this process. So what I'm looking forward to is delving deeper into this. And then, of course, talking to you next fall about your book. And hopefully by then, I'm, I'm probably not going to be a uh, referral expert. But, you know, uh, hopefully I'm not a beginner anymore. And so, you know, I, I really can't wait to talk with you again. And, and so I hope that our listeners will be thinking, oh, you know, what can I do between now and fall to, to, you know, learn more about this. And then when we have you back on the fall, we're just going to really make people rock stars. 
Absolutely. I can't wait. Perfect. Perfect. Well, again, you know, lots of tons, you know, tons of free resources at growthbyreferrals.com. For the ones just for us, it's growthbyreferrals.com slash power hour. I am Deb Creer, and I've been having an absolutely wonderful, delightful time talking with Stacy Brown Randall. And until next week, everyone have a good day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.